Hello again, friend. My name is Todd Martin from Smithville Mennonite Church, and I'm so glad uh, we can spend some time in God's Word together. But first, I'd like to pray. Lord, I pray that there would be more of you and less of me. Speak to me and through me today for your glory. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, as we have spent time in Ezekiel uh, over the last few messages, I need you to know today that there are few texts in Ezekiel that are as scary for me as the ones we are about to read in chapter 34. If you have your Bible handy, which I hope you do, I would like you to open to the book of Ezekiel and go to chapter 34. Now, chapter 34 refers to shepherds, and what these are what most biblical scholars believe to mean spiritual leaders, also known as pastors. Now, I take some comfort that when I was commissioned 15 years ago to pastor this church, Pastor Ramsey Wallace had the sermon that day, and he addressed this issue of pastors being shepherds. You know, I remember this so vividly. He looked at me from the pulpit and said, we know from the Bible who the great shepherd is. That's Jesus. We can also know who the sheep are. Those are the people or the congregation. So then he looked at me and he said, so what do you think that makes you and me, Todd? And then he said with a big smile on his face, we are the sheepdogs. Well, sadly though, Ramsey's conclusion has no basis in scripture whatsoever. Now I do love his humble perspective, but it's just not real. Like it or not, Pastors are shepherds. We are to care for the flock of God, that is, his people, for him until he returns. The metaphor has a long and rich history. God refers to himself as the shepherd as early as Genesis 48. And it goes on from there. God soon calls shepherds to be under him to be earthly expressions of his divine care. They are called to be his shepherds. And throughout the history of God's people, there have been good and bad shepherds. Well, today, friends, we're going to read about some really shoddy shepherds. But before we get there, I just want to give you the point. And the point is a little longer than six seconds. I usually try to give you a point in six seconds or the sermon in six seconds. This one is a little longer. So if you want to write it down, I'll repeat it a couple times. God wants good shepherds for his flock, but will deal with the bad ones too. Again, your point today, God wants good shepherds for his flock but will deal with bad ones too. 
Now, I'm just going to tell you, uh, as folks who are listening on the radio or folks who are listening on the podcast, uh, this is a, a fairly personal message. It's a fairly congregational message. But, you know, I really do believe uh, you are part of my congregation. And so if there are things that are raised in this sermon, like my, my pending evaluation, I want you to know you can reach out to our church and uh, we'd like you to be part of of the process as well. So feel free. Again, uh, Smithville Mennonite Church is where I'm at. And you can go to our website, smc585.org, to connect with us. Or feel free to give us a call, 330-669-3601. I'll give you that information at the end of the sermon as well. But I certainly hope by now you will have went and got your Bible and you will have opened it to Ezekiel <clears throat> chapter 34, verse 1. And we're going to see how God begins to deal with some bad shepherds. Ezekiel chapter 34, verse 1. The word of the Lord came to me, son of man. Prophesy against the shepherds of Israel. Prophesy and say to them, this is what the sovereign Lord says. Woe to the shepherds of Israel who only take care of themselves. Should not shepherds take care of the flock? You eat the curds, clothe yourselves with the wool, and slaughter the choice animals, but you do not take care of the flock. Verse 4. You have not strengthened the weak or healed the sick or bound up the injured. You have not brought back the strays, or searched for the lost. You have ruled them harshly and brutally. So they were scattered because there was no shepherd. And when they were scattered, they became food for all the wild animals. My sheep wandered over all the mountains and on every high hill. They were scattered over the whole earth, and no one searched or looked for them. Verses 1 through 6, this would be the sub-point that I hope you would grasp among many that are in the text, but this is one that I picked. Friends, this is the sad state of shepherding. The sad state of shepherding. And here's where I give the challenge question. Uh, do you feel cared for by your shepherd? Now, again, friends, if you are listening on the radio or podcast, uh, I hope that you have a pastor somewhere. I hope that you are connected to a church somewhere. But if this is your only connection, I hope that I can serve as your shepherd, as your pastor. And so I would ask you, do you feel well shepherded by me? Now, this last week, uh, here at Smithville Mennonite Church, we had a pastoral relations committee meeting, and it's time again for my evaluation. Hooray! Seriously, though, this is a great benefit to me to have an evaluation. Not only does it allow me to know how you feel I'm doing as your pastor shepherd, Hopefully, it will protect me from becoming one of these shepherds we just read about. 
Now, honestly, it makes me a little nervous to be evaluated by you. I know there are areas that I struggle in, ministry challenges that I need to face, and well, every few years, they need to be put in black and white. Now, I don't know many people who want to be told what they are doing wrong. Thankfully, there's also space on the evaluation to say what I'm doing right. But really, I do want to know what I need to do better. It's needed and it's good for me. Why? Well, you know what? To be really honest, I sure would rather have you tell me than God Almighty tell me like he's doing to these shepherds in Ezekiel. I believe you can give me a heads up that will be easier to handle than a full-on rebuke from the creator of the universe. You see, on one hand, I do work for you. You are the ones I serve and hope to serve you faithfully. Again, I know I'm answerable to the church, but I know I'm even more answerable to a higher power, that is, God Almighty, that is, the greatest shepherd who I serve under. Now, my church, uh, Smithville Mennonite, commissioned me, but it's God who called me. It's my church who pays me a salary so I can pay my bills, but it's God who gives me breath in my lungs, a beat in my heart, and the very life that I have. And you see, God doesn't mess around with bad shepherds. You can get that from the text we just read, but there are also texts from the New Testament that I take very seriously. You can write down these references. I wouldn't have you turn there right now. Let me just read them. Hebrews 13, 17. Hebrews 13, 17. Have confidence in your leaders and submit to their authority because they keep watch over you as those who must give an account. That's a, that's a humbling thing for me to realize I'm going to need to give an account for all the flock. Then there's another text in James chapter 3, verse 1. James chapter 3, verse 1. Not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Oh my goodness. The next verses in Ezekiel vividly illustrate what this judgment may look like. I'm in verse 7 of chapter 34. Therefore, you shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. As surely as I live, declares the sovereign Lord, because my flock lacks a shepherd and so has been plundered and has become food for all the wild animals, and because my shepherd did not search for my flock, but cared for themselves rather than for my flock. Therefore, O shepherds, hear the word of the Lord. Verse 10. This is what the sovereign Lord says. I am against the shepherds, and I will hold them accountable for my flock. I will remove them from tending the flock, so that the shepherds can no longer Feed themselves. I will rescue my flock from their mouths, and it will no longer be food for them. Verses 7 through 10 
Very simple sub point. The shepherds get fired. The shepherds get fired. But now I'm going to sort of turn the challenge question more towards you and say, how are you doing at shepherding your flock? How are you doing at shepherding your flock? Oh, friends, this is where the rubber hits the road. God will fire his shepherds if they don't care for the flock. This is why the coming evaluation is so important. I want to know from you how I am doing before God tells me. Now, this is where I will show some of my Anabaptist Mennonite theology, which I love. You see, I believe God speaks through his people if we have the courage to ask questions and then listen to what he says through them. Let me say that again. I believe God speaks through his people if we have the courage to ask questions and then to listen to what he says through them. Now, I like to think the shepherds of Ezekiel's time would have had some people of their own tell them, hey guys, you're messing up. Hey guys, you're not taking care of the flock. But you see, they chose not to listen. So often, I hear of a pastor that was let go. And the truth was that several people tried to tell him something. But he didn't want to listen. The truth is, he didn't want to hear and so oftentimes pastors will give no chance for feedback that could have helped and perhaps even saved the ministry. Honestly, dear flock, this has been the toughest season to care for a congregation in my 27 years of shepherding. We have been scattered by this blasted virus. I really wonder if I'm caring for you like I should. But now let me broaden the question. Because maybe it's time for all of us to have an evaluation of how we are caring. You know, if the virus has shown me one thing, it's that we all need to do a little more and a little better shepherding. Let me just say that one more time too. If the virus has shown me one thing, it's that we all need to do a little more and a little better shepherding. What do I mean? As a husband, I shepherd my wife. As a parent, I shepherd my kids. As an adult child, I shepherd my parents. As a lead pastor, I shepherd my staff, as well as my congregation. My question for you right now is, who has God called you to shepherd? Now, I believe God calls you to shepherd anyone that you love and perhaps even have a burden for their souls. It means calling them, seeing how they're doing. 
It means seeing if there are any physical needs that need met. It means looking for them when they get lost or protecting them from danger. You know, I actually challenged my congregation on Sunday to look around the sanctuary and think about who is usually sitting by you. Who are the people that are missing? Have you reached out to them? Is God calling you to shepherd those people that you don't see in the congregation? I would challenge you with the same thing. Are there people who have slipped through the cracks in the midst of this virus and the isolation that it causes? Is there someone that you need to reach out to? Look over those verses again, the verses that we have read. But this time I would have you read them with the lens that you are the shepherd. How are you doing at caring for the sheep God has given you? You know, uh, Justin Smith, our family life pastor, and I get regular evaluations done, and it helps us minister better. Maybe it's time to ask those you love, how am I doing at caring for you? And then perhaps listen to them. Now, here is where we get to the heart of God and actually see Jesus appear in these next verses. We see Jesus appear in a book 571 years before he came down. I'm in verse 11, again of chapter 34 in the book of Ezekiel. For this is what the sovereign Lord says. I myself will search for my sheep and look after them as a shepherd looks after his scattered flock when he is with them so will i look after my sheep i will rescue them from all the places where they were scattered on the day of clouds and darkness i will bring them out from the nations and gather them from the countries and i will bring them into their own land I will pasture them on the mountains of Israel, in the ravines and in all the settlements in the land. I will tend them in good pasture, and the mountain heights of Israel will be their grazing land. They, there they will lie down in good grazing land, and there they will feed in rich pastures on the mountains of Israel. That is, feed in a rich pasture on the mountain of Israel. Verse 15, I myself will tend my sheep and have them lie down, declares the sovereign Lord. I will search for the lost and bring back the strays. I will bind up the injured and strengthen the weak. But the sleek and the strong I will destroy. I will shepherd the flock with justice. Your sub point for verses 11 through 16, the good shepherd arrives. The good shepherd arrives. A couple challenge questions. How have you been cared for by the good shepherd? And then again, how and who are you called to shepherd? 
how and who are you called to shepherd? Verses 11 and 12 and 15 and 16 are beautiful prophetic pictures of Jesus in his earthly ministry. And that's the ministry we are called to continue to do as well. Searching and finding the lost, helping the healing to happen, rescuing those from danger and harm who we are called to care for. This is what Jesus, the good shepherd, does for us and then calls us to do for others. Now verses 13 and 14 are a prophetic picture that are still yet to come. You know, we are reading the book of Ezekiel. He is a prophet. And so not only are there prophecies that have already been fulfilled, but there are some that have not been fulfilled yet. And these verses are some of those. This is when Jesus will lead all his sheep from all over the world to the Holy Land. Now, you may not know it, but I lead trips to the Holy Land. I take folks over there and, you know, you don't need to go with me now if you don't want to. Because if you know Jesus, the great shepherd, eventually we will all get to the Holy Land. And oh my goodness, I look forward to that trip when he calls us all home to the Holy Land to stay forever. You know, these are powerful promises. As strong and as true as Psalm 23. You know, everybody loves Psalm 23. I think they should learn to love Ezekiel 34 and these last few verses. Look at how many times he says, I will or I myself will. This is God making promises he will always keep. Now, it may not seem like it, but there are some of these promises that we will not realize until we are in eternity with him. I hear this on a regular basis. People say, well, he didn't rescue so-and-so from such-and-such because they died. Well, friend, if they trusted Jesus, he rescued them on the other side. Just wait. You will see. Now, can I just finish up by telling you a truth you may want, not want to hear, but probably already know? Every earthly shepherd you have will let you down. If not in life, they will let you down in death. You know, you need to know that my uh, first 36 years of life were not in the pulpit, but in the pew right with you. And, and you need to know that I had ministers that I loved that, that let me down. You know, they said things that were hurtful. They did things that were harmful and made me think, hey, that's not what Jesus would do. That's not what the good shepherd would do. Oh, friends, never confuse an earthly shepherd, like a pastor, with the eternal shepherd who is Jesus Christ. Let me just say that one more time. Never confuse an earthly shepherd with the eternal shepherd. But then I've had ministers that I've loved dearly that come to the end of their lives and they go to heaven and just leave me here. 
You may not know it, but I've done nine funerals in the last year or so. Some of those people were shepherds to me, and now they are gone. So what do I do? I look beyond them to the great and eternal shepherd and ask him to care for me until he brings another earthly shepherd into my life. And you know what? He always does. I've been amazed over the years how many times one shepherd will move out of my life and another shepherd will be right behind him coming in. Dear flock, let me just ask you, how am I doing at being your shepherd? When the evaluation comes out, I would ask that you prayerfully fill it out and send it in. Again, for my podcast and radio listeners, you should feel free to do that evaluation. You can reach out to our church at smc585.org. That's our website. Get in touch with us through that, through email. Or you can feel free to call the church at 330-669-3601. And you can acquire one of these evaluations. You can fill it out and you can send it in. All I would ask is that on the evaluation, you put radio or podcast listener. That would be great. Now, let me, let me press the challenge questions a little closer to home for you. Fellow shepherds, who is God calling you to care for? Who is God calling you to care for? And how are you doing at that? Will you have the courage to ask and then even more courage to listen? So I've addressed you as the flock. I've addressed you as fellow shepherds. Now, can I address you as a fellow sheep? Let me ask you, are your eyes on Jesus, the great and eternal shepherd, who will never let you down? Oh, friend, turn your eyes to him today, even now as we pray. Oh Lord, I thank you that you have given us earthly shepherds. I thank you even that you have called me to be a shepherd, not only of a congregation, but of a virtual congregation via the radio and podcast and YouTube. Lord, I pray that you would help me to shepherd faithfully all those you have called me to. Lord, I pray that you would help all of us to see who you are calling us to shepherd. And Lord, we know that people need cared for more now than ever. So show us how we can do that. Show us how we can be faithful. And Lord, help us to forgive others when they let us down and help us to forgive ourselves. But Lord, through it all, I pray that you would help us to be better shepherds as we go on this journey, following you, Lord, 
the greatest shepherd of all, until you call us home. In Jesus' name I pray, amen.